Chapter 12, Strategy Advertising is much like war, minus the venom. Or much, if you prefer, like a game of chess. We are usually out to capture other citadels or garner others' trade. We must have skill and knowledge. We must have training and experience, also the right equipment. We must have proper ammunition, and enough. We dare not underestimate opponents. Our intelligence department is a vital factor, as told in the previous chapter. We need alliances with dealers, as another chapter tells. We also need strategy of the ablest sort to multiply the value of our forces. Sometimes in new campaigns comes the question of a name. That may be most important. Often the right name is an advertisement in itself. It may tell a fairly complete story, like shredded wheat, cream of wheat, puffed rice, spearmint gum, palmolive soap, etc. That may be a great advantage. The name is usually conspicuously displayed. Many a name has proved to be the greatest factor in an article's success. Other names prove a distinct disadvantage. Toasted cornflakes, for instance. Too many others may share a demand with the man who builds it up. Many coin names without meaning have succeeded. Kodak, Caro, Mazda, etc. are examples. They are exclusive. The advertiser who gives them meaning never needs to share his advantage. But a significant name which helps to impress a dominant claim is certainly a great advantage. Names which tell stories have been worth millions of dollars. So a great deal of research often precedes the selection of a name. Sometimes a price must be decided. A high price creates resistance. It tends to limit one's field. The cost of getting an added profit may be more than the profit. It is a well-known fact that the greatest profits are made on great volume at small profit. Campbell's soups, Palmolive soap, Caro syrup, and Ford cars are conspicuous examples. A price which appeals only to, say, 10% multiplies the cost of selling. But on other lines, high price is unimportant. High profit is essential. The line may have small sale per customer. One hardly cares what he pays for a corn remedy because he uses little. The maker must have a large margin because of small consumption. On other lines, a higher price may even be an inducement. Such lines are judged largely by price. A product which costs more than the ordinary is considered above the ordinary. So the price question is always a big factor in strategy. Competition must be considered. What are the forces against you? What have they in price or quality or claims to weigh against your appeal? What have you to win trade against them? What have you to hold trade against them when you get it? How strongly are your rivals entrenched? There are some fields which are almost impregnable. They are usually lines which created a new habit or custom and which typify that custom with customers. They so dominate a field that one can hardly hope to invade it. They have the volume, the profit to make a tremendous fight. Such fields are being constantly invaded, but it is done through some convincing advantage or through a very superior salesmanship in print. Other lines are only less difficult. A new shaving soap, for example. About every possible customer is using some rival soap. Most of them are satisfied with it. Many are wed to it. The appeal must be strong enough to win those people from long-established favor. Such things are not accomplished by haphazard efforts, not by considering people in the mass and making blind stabs for their favors. 
we must consider individuals, typical people who are using rival brands. A man on a Pullman, for instance, using his favorite soap. What could you say to him in person to get him to change to yours? We cannot go after thousands of men until we learn how to win one. The maker may say that he has no distinctions. He is making a good product, much like others. He deserves a share of the trade. But he has nothing exclusive to offer. However, there is merely always something impressive which others have not told. We must discover it. We must have a seeming advantage. People don't quit habits without reason. There is the problem of substitution and how to head it off. That often steals much of one's trade. This must be considered in one's original plan. One must have the foresight to see all eventualities and the wisdom to establish his defense in advance. Many pioneers in a line establish large demands, then, through some fault of their foundations, lose a large share of the harvest. Theirs is a mere brand, for instance, where it might have stood for an exclusive product. Vaseline is an example. That product established a new demand, then almost monopolized that demand through wisdom at the start. To have called it some brand of petroleum jelly might have made the difference of millions in results. Jello, Postum, Victrola, Kodak, etc. are established coined names which come to typify a product. Some such names have been admitted to the dictionary. They have become common names, though coined and exclusive. Royal baking powder and toasted cornflakes, on the other hand, when they pioneered their fields, left the way open to perpetual substitution. So did Horlick's malted milk. The attitude of dealers must be considered. There is a growing inclination to limit lines, to avoid duplicate lines, and to lessen inventories. If this applies to your line, how will dealers receive it? If there is opposition, how can we circumvent it? The problems of distribution are important and enormous. To advertise something which few dealers supply is a waste of ammunition. Those problems will be considered in a separate chapter. These are samples of problems which advertising men must solve. These are some of the reasons why vast experience is necessary. One oversight might cost the client millions in the end. One wrong piece of strategy may prohibit success. Things done in one way may be twice as easy, half as costly, as when done another way. Advertising without this preparation is like a waterfall going to waste. The power may be there, but it is not made effective. We must center the force and direct it in a practical direction. Advertising often looks very simple. Thousands of men claim ability to do it, and there still is a wide impression that many men can. As a result, much advertising goes by favor. But the men who know realize that the problems are as many and as important as the problems in building a skyscraper, and many of them lie in the foundations.